Two girls talking. You know what that means. It's time to talk. What's going on in the world? How about your business? How about your life? Let's talk it out. Two girls talking. Hey everyone, it's Anna. And it's Ashley. And we are so excited to be back talking to you today, Two Girls Talking. We today are going to talk about something that Ash and I have both struggled with and struggled whether we should or not, and that is growing our business and how fast we should grow our business. Or not. Or not grow or the business. not growing your business at all. And, 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 and if you should question growth or should you be anti-growth. Right. There's, right. And I absolutely love this topic because when I first launched my business, well, I didn't have intentions to grow into a massive PR firm when I first launched, but there was definitely a moment, and this was a turning point, where I felt like... And people around me were telling me, you could really grow this into a big firm. You could do this. Like, you, you're you a superstar at this. So I had a lot of people around me saying, this is possible. And so it's like feeding my ego. Right, right. And, that, and that's oh, it right I there, right? It. I can yeah. do it. I can do it. But did I want to? No. Well, you, you only, absolutely not. I think that we all start out thinking that's what we want, right? Yeah. We want Like, in our minds, when we hear ourselves talk about a business... I think we hear growth and people working for us all the time and doing mm-hmm. this and doing that. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that's a that's a big part of what it is. And and I think that's a big problem. I, I think it is too and I, because that's somebody else's definition. And, and you and I have talked about this on, on previous um, podcasts before, is that other people's definitions of success should not be yours. Yes. And or, so, or what people's definition of success for you, what they think Correct. you should be doing. Right, right. Um, you don't have to listen to everyone. You don't. And you don't, even if you have the potential to grow to a massive video production company, you don't have to do it because of what right. cost is it? There's, we there's, have lifestyle businesses where we're, we're able to go and pick up our kids. and But if we're building these massive companies, which I certainly believe we both have the potential to do, and many people who are listening likely have the potential to do as well, but it's not necessarily. You have to thing. put so much into it. And maybe if you and I had done this, you know, 15, 16 years ago when we were in our 20s and 30s, we would have been able to put all of that into this. Oh, God. But would you still want Sorry, to? Sorry, my phone. I mean, would you still want to do that? And so that's where. See, back then, when none of us, when we didn't have kids and when it was, you know, you were dating, we were both still dating back then, right? And, um, you know, I, I, I'd met my husband. You hadn't even met your husband yet. Um, I mean, maybe I was married then. How long? Oh, don't tell anything. Don't, shh, don't tell anything. <laughs> but, um, you know, it was back before we had the responsibilities that we have. And neither one of us would um, trade our kids in for anything. Again, don't tell our kids because then they'll never let us see them Right. But it's something that you really, really have to put a lot of work into. And as you grow a business, you have to realize that your focus, I think, should be on the business if that's what you want. But it has to be something you have to realize you give up. And a lot of people make that decision, and for them, that's the right decision. We came about, you and I, starting our businesses in completely almost opposite, I mean, opposite from where people who start businesses actually start, right? You and I had had careers and we found ourselves... Um, we used our experience from our careers absolutely, to launch our business. Absolutely, to do this. Yeah. But it was only after we had 
done what we wanted to do and we actually had our life and we were like, we don't want that life anymore. We want this life that we started our businesses. And when we realized, you know, and it takes work and you and I put a lot of work into our businesses anyway, Mm -hmm. but to grow in the, what, how do I want to say this? To grow in the manner in which some other people think that we should grow takes our emphasis off of what we need to and want to But also it takes our emphasis off the value of why I started my company. I started my business because I wanted the flexibility to be able to work when I wanted and to also be with my children. So it's essentially a lifestyle business. I know, and I did this this morning at 6 a.m. I was up working before the kids woke up. I was pitching a client. I got a great radio booking for him. Boom, by 9 o'clock a.m., live radio interview for 17 minutes. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, I can do this from home. I don't have to do this from an office. I don't have to stay in an office until 6 o'clock. I right. want to work on my own terms. That's why I started my business. But something else I wanted to, and I'm really curious for your take on this, Anna. Okay. So a client of mine, an old client of mine, he's amazing. His name's Paul Jarvis. Mm-hmm. He wrote a book that changed my life called The Company of One, why staying small is the next big thing for business. If you have not read this, I highly advise you check it out if you're a business owner because he says that growing your business could actually be the worst decision that you make for your business. I can see that. And his approach is that bigger is not always better and to always question growth. Why? Because 74% of businesses fail because they scale up too quickly. 74%. Yeah, so I I actually have... um... I've a, a friend of mine, and she has a, 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 a wonderful networking group over here in uh, the, the, the DMV. It's called Women on Course. Uh, um, she, and I, I won't say any names because she doesn't know I'm talking about this story, so I won't mention names. But um, she once told this story to a whole huge group of, of women, how she once worked for a, some sort of medical firm. It wasn't um, like a doctor's office or anything, but it had something to do with the medical industry. And she worked as a salesperson for this company who um, they, they just really scaled up. They sold so much the first year, and then the second year, and the third year, they're just getting mm-hmm. bigger and bigger and bigger. And by year eight, they were out of business. Yep. Because they had just imploded. And it wasn't, obviously, it was not a small business. It had grown into a big, multi-million, probably billion-dollar company. Um, And it's just that I think that when people start, when they say, you know, you should grow, you should grow, you should grow, they do not, because we did not, take into account everything that comes with growth. Because... Yeah. With growth, management, management. I mean, and the people that you have to hire. And then yep. I know I myself, and you know this about me too. I'm something of a control freak. Yep, perfectionist, both of us. Yeah, we're like type A. Which you know, sometimes we get in our own way. Mm-hmm. I know I get in my own I way. I too, certainly. But um, I, I tend to be a control freak, and when. And a part of it is because when I've given over the range to somebody else, they've disappointed me in that, you know, and, and again, that's the control freak in me. But more so than that, I realize that to have quality control, I have to see things. And if you get too big, I have to, I, I, it's not that I have to approve everything, right? Because in the end, the client is going to approve uh, what we do. But 
I need to be able to at least have my hand mm -hmm. in a lot of it. To make sure it's being done the Anna way. Right. It's not your company. It's yes. your baby. And not just, but, but not just even the right way, you know? Yeah. Yes, the Anna but way. your way. I mean, right. it's your way. You know your way is the right way. I'm the same way. Yeah. I reached a point in my business earlier this year where I felt like I was growing. Mm -hmm. I, I, here's what happened. I realized that I had lost my zone of genius. I was doing more management of my employees versus what I'm really good at doing, which is pitching. My and clients. that's what happens when you get bigger. Right. And that's then, what happens with growth. You know, you right. need absolutely that needs to. So I, yeah, yeah. So I told my business coach, I said, this is, I don't, I don't like this. I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to manage people. What I'm good at is writing pitches, pitching the media, getting my client's message out there. I want to stay in my zone of genius. So what does that mean? That means that I need to start turning down clients, which I have been doing. I've been much more selective. That's great. I have a That's very great. lean, small team now right. and we're really darn good at what we do and it doesn't need to get any bigger. We're going to stay exactly where we are. Mm -hmm. And and that and this is Paul Jarvis's the company of one. That's his argument and he says by having a lean and agile business, your business will be able to survive any type of economic climate and lead to a more richer and meaningful life. So for me, that's what's been happening. I've been and we've been talking yep, a lot yep. about me scaling back. Me scaling back means not bringing on any more employees, mm -hmm. not taking on um, many clients, being very, very selective about the clients that are coming in, uh, turning clients down, which I have been doing, and sending them to other publicists yeah. if they're not a right fit. And therefore, I have been so much happier. My bookings, I'm, I'm pitching people to the media. I've been more successful, mm -hmm. um, and I've had my hand in it, and I'm doing a lot less management mm -hmm. because that, for me, isn't fun. So I'm doing – so I'm, I'm still getting there. I'm, I'm – still continuing to shrink my business because right, that's what right. I want. Um, but I've learned a lot and, and it was really, you know, starting with my own experiences of having to make some shifts, as mm -hmm. you know, getting too big, but also reading, you know, learning a lot from this book company of one of, I don't need to grow my business. It's actually a bad, it, it, for you or for anyone, it could be a bad thing and you should actually, all business owners out there should actually question growth. Right, right. So you have to, business, business coaches, and we both have them, so they're great. But business coaches will tell you, you know, here's what you need to do to grow your company. And they're all, you know, and, and our friend Marcy Moberg has talked about this, how business coaches said, this is what you need to do. And then she wasn't making, she wasn't happy and she wasn't making the money she was doing before. So there was all sorts of things. And she, she talks to us about, you know, going with our gut. But business yep. coaches will talk about growing your business, growing your business, growing your business. Well, some, and, not mine. Right, right. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying that there are a lot of pe people out there who would say this is what you need to do. Right. And I guess what I'm saying is that there's nothing wrong with slow growth. No. And, or no growth. Or no growth. And it, growth has to be what is defined by growth and success by you. Yep, exactly. By you, the business owner. So yep. do not allow, because this happens to us all the time, do not allow somebody else's definition to become your definition if it's not for you exactly so like, I, yeah. I I get a lot of people I'm not cheap I'm not the most expensive person out there mm -hmm. but I am in no ways cheap same 
So I get a lot of people who would say, and they say this to me all the time, they're like, well, I can get a two-minute video for $1,500. Then I think you should do that. I don't know what it is you're asking them to do, but if you already know that this is your budget and this is what you want, and then you tell me what you want, and it's really more like a five dollars to $8,000 budget, or maybe even more then than that. Then it's not the right fit. Then it's not the right fit yep. for me, and then you, you should go and do that. Yeah. One of the things that, for me, for my industry, and, and people who are in the video industry, animators, uh, motion graphics artists, um, motion editors, motion graphic editors, will tell you the same thing too. The, a lot of those companies that are out there, and I'm, again, not going to mention any names, but a lot of those companies that are out there will do a lot of templated videos. Mm-hmm. I don't do templated videos. I don't do a cookie cutter. I don't do one size fits all. Yep. It is important to me, and there's nothing wrong with those businesses. They make a lot of money, and they help a lot of other small companies, and that's great. But... For me, for what I do, that's not me. Mm-hmm. For me, my, what did you call it? Zone, Zone of genius, genius. Is telling stories. Yes, you're amazing at it. Stay in your lane. And that's what that's I like to do. And yeah. I can't just tell one story over and over and over again. Because mm-hmm. not, I mean, my goodness, if all of our businesses were just one business, wouldn't we just be one great big conglomerate? That's not who we are. It's not what we, it's not who I am anyway, yep. right? So what I like to do is I meet people. And I understand, I get to know their passion. I learn their why. This is what I want to do. And so for me, that's important. And that takes teamwork and collaboration and conceptualization and working with my client. Yeah, it's an art. It it is. And therefore, my time is worth the money. And at the end, your story is actually worth money too. So in that regard, that's why it costs so much. It costs a lot in time. You know, uh, you and I, I've told you this before, I had a, a posted a video on, on uh, my social media, and I'll repost it again, but budget eight weeks for a video, mm-hmm. start to finish. Yep. It's, it's not every single day am I going to be, you know, working, what is eight weeks? Eight, 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 eight. I'm not going to be working 56 days straight on it, right? But I am going to be working over eight weeks with you on your story scripting and then I'm going to show you how you need to practice to be on camera and then we're going to search for your right pictures we're going to search for your right video maybe we're going to shoot that maybe we're going to do you know animation everything has to be done right you know everything the 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 music the audio the sound effects all that stuff has to work Mm -hmm. everybody is you know working and then you yourself you got to figure out your time you're going to want to look this over and have revisions or not or possibly changes or as my uh, client that I've had in the past, you know, into last year, beginning of this year, blow the whole thing up and start all over again. Yep. Totally fine. Well, I think for what you do, there's also this teaching component because people don't understand what goes into a video production. That's true. It's true. Because they have access to videos on their phones and so they're like, oh, well, I can do this on my phone or I can do this myself. And you're like, actually, those commercials that you see... That those are multi-million dollar commercials. Absolutely. Like they, right. they cost a lot of money, time, effort, and artistic creativity to put together, which is what you mm-hmm. do. So, like, there's this element of you need to be a teacher to your clients. Right. And I do, too. I mean, I certainly do a lot of teaching about our process. Um, I see this in the business world. Yeah. The word hustle. Hustle, yeah, hustle, yeah, hustle, yeah, yeah. hustle, You're always do hustling. Do this. Wake up early. Get those clients. Blah, blah. And so I've – and this was in Paul's book, too – He's very anti-hustle. Doesn't believe in workaholism. Like, and so I'm like dwindling, even dwindling down my work week. My goal, and I was telling my business coach, yeah, is to get to four days a week. Okay. And I, I want to get to four days a week. Why? I want one day 
just for myself mm -hmm. to do whatever I want to do. Maybe it's work and do some admin stuff, sure. But I also have a preschooler who's like, I only have two more years left with her before mm -hmm. she goes to elementary right. school. I want to spend some time. And then with her. boom, it's gone. I mean, exactly. Like, so, and yeah. I know that, and and that's possible and sustainable. Yeah. With yes. as long as you have. Um, and this is something else that Paul says in his book, hire contractors that are like, they might be more expensive, but they have to be really, really good. Mm -hmm. So be careful to hire. Um, and if they're more expensive and they're worth it, do it. Mm -hmm. Which in my case, I have some amazing yeah. folks on my team. Well, that's, now. that really is, is so key. That's, that's, that's also goes into part and parcel with growth is the people you hire, the caliber of people that you hire. I have a, a, a small little cadre of videographers and a couple of editors that I really um, rely on. But like that's where I'm at with my team right now. I mean, we have weekly check-in calls, Sorry. we have weekly internal calls where I'm getting updated on uh, you know, the status of every single client that we have. And then I'm there like, okay, let me help pitch this person and this person and where do you need help? But I'm talking to them on a regular basis. We have yeah. team calls um, multiple times a week just to check in. and. And then, like, suddenly, and this has been going on for, you know, a couple weeks, months now, um, I feel like it's starting to slowly become this well-oiled machine, but it's staying steady. It's mm -hmm. not growing. And I'm I still think that's getting okay. clients yeah. in. Well, I don't want it to grow. That's right. the whole point. I don't want to get any bigger because, you know, that a couple months ago, Anna knew I was so stressed out. Yeah, I felt like yeah. I was in a storm. I feel, and I even had other friends say, I feel like you're in a storm. I know, you were just, you were like. You're unreachable. Yeah, yeah. I can't access Ashley because, right. like, like, physically, mentally, because my brain was always somewhere else thinking about work because yeah, you I were had, spiraling you were kind of yeah you know, going down that and I reached a point where I was like enough 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 yeah and that's where you know everyone has their aha moments I've had my aha moments with my health and this was my aha moment with my business where I had to make some shifts with employees yeah um I had to I had to turn down some clients that came to me and mm -hmm. refer them to other people and now it's amazing to see how by turning down clients, that open, I believe that opens up the door for the right client to come right. in, which has right. happened. Mm -hmm. So now we're, you know, just like kind of like what Paul Paul Jarvis says, I'm turning Nardi Media into a lean and agile business because in the future I do want it to sustain any economic climate that we face because we oh, will, sure. like something will happen there. I mean, like in this, the state of the world today, right. Something's going to happen. Face the recession. I yep. mean, just like just this week, the Dow dropped like over a thousand points. I know, I know. There's, you know, a lot of crisis within our country. I know that this path is not all, you know, right now I'm at the point where I do have authors coming to me on an almost daily basis wanting to work with me. Right. But that's that's a blessing and that's not going to last forever because right. the climate will change and I want to set my business up um, to be successful during those challenging economic mm -hmm. times. So right. I hope I'm on that path and, and I believe that path is anti-growth, anti-hustle, anti-growth, um, uh, anti anti-hustle, but always questioning growth. Grow slow. Yeah, yeah, grow slow or don't grow at all. But we'd love to hear from you. What does growth mean to you? Absolutely. What do you think about growing your business? Are you anti-growth? Let us know. We'd love to hear yeah, from leave you. Leave us in the comments. We're on yeah. iTunes. We're on Pod, We're on um, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean. Yep. Is that it? Where else yep. are we? That's it, right? Yep. That's you can right. just Google us and find yes, us. Exactly. <laughs> Two Girls Talking Podcast. Okay, that's it for us this week. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Bye. Bye.